Welcome to Ghostly. Does Fort Dearborn haunt Chicago? Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week. In each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real. And my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And as always, we're your host. I'm Pat, and that's Rebecca. Hey. Hey. So we have a very special episode because we're coming back to Chicago. Ah, It's the best when we come back to Chicago. And not only are we coming back to Chicago, we're going to do something we haven't done yet. We're going to do like almost the complete history of Chicago. Whoa. Yeah, because when you talk about Fort Dearborn, you're actually talking about the birth of Chicago. The birth? The birth, pretty much. I wow. Mean, yeah, I would say it would be the birth of it. What would you What would you call it? Well, I don't know. I, have, I don't know the history. <laughs> I'm excited to hear about this. I didn't realize we birthed and that this is the story of the birth. Yeah, well, and, you know, just because of this, I decided to bring on a special guest because <laughs> I knew you wouldn't know, so. Right. But we have a man that does know, the man of Chicago. Our we Chicago have, man? Our Chicago man, our Chicago connection. There you go. We have Mondo. Mondo's Welcome, here. Mondo. Hello. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. I feel and like it's you. been a while. The first time recording in Ghostly Studio. It is. This one, yeah. Yeah, it's, this is nice. This is nice, this yeah. This is real nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a step up, I think, from where we were. It's a little smaller, but... A little you know, smaller, but a little nicer. Yeah, I don't it know. definitely is nicer, I would say. It's home. <laughs> um, okay, speaking of home, we have Fort Dearborn. Um, so what do you guys know about Fort, Fort Dearborn before we begin? What is like the first thing that comes to mind? Uh, like, yeah, to me, I'm just going to like, I've done some research now, like yeah. before this episode. So, but just like before that, when you were like, we should do an episode on Fort Dearborn, it's just some sort of vague thing of like, well, I know what a fort is. I've heard of Fort Dearborn. I've heard of the famous Fort Dearborn massacre or the battle of Fort <laughs> Dearborn. Like I've heard of these things and then that's it. That's yeah. where my brain uh, stops. stops. Yeah. Like, I'm sure we were taught some of this in school, but yeah, not really. All right. Well, what about you, Mondo? What What are your thoughts about Fort Dearborn? Before I said we were going to come up with the episode for oh, okay. this. Okay. Yeah. So prior to, just whenever I think of Fort Dearborn, I just think it was right there at the mouth of uh, Lake Michigan and the yeah. Chicago River. Um, and that was before they kind of, um, at that time, they had, uh, the river actually took a different angle and twist and went it out did. to the river i mean out to lake michigan and um yeah i just know they were attacked and a lot of people died yeah, and but it's like when we say that we make it seem like they're the victims really but um i think we might paint a different picture today that um, i mean there were a lot of victims there's a lot of victims that's what i'm saying yeah yeah, I don't know. It, on it's, both sides. On both sides. It's a complicated issue, though. It is, definitely. Definitely, definitely. some bad stuff, though. But speaking of complicated issues, we do have some shout-outs today. And, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, All right. <laughs> that's my segue into that. There's two ways to get a shout-out on Ghostly. Mondo, do you know what one of them is? Uh, it costs money. Uh, there you Maybe, go. Maybe, like the Patreon. <laughs> there yeah, you Patreon. go. I was just going to say, if you <laughs> give us money, you're going to get a shout-out, right? Like, and the other way... Other way is free, though. It you is can free. Leave us a five star review or any review. I was on just gonna say, Apple, doesn't an Apple podcast. Bad. Yeah, and I, I said that, and, and we will read any and all reviews. I was just gonna say that part. Yes. Yeah, we'll we will. Any and all, good or bad. Yeah. Good or so bad. So we do have both of these. This we time. do. We have a new patron. Her name is Karen. 
Welcome, Karen. Thank you so much. We Thank really you appreciate it. So much, that. Karen. We yeah, it's great. We're so excited to have you. Yeah. Do you want to read our review? Sure, I can read our review. You have so, to do it in an Australian accent, though, right? Well, I can't do an uh, you do an Australian Australian, accent, Australian. maybe a little. <laughs> Go for right. it. You can read it then. Okay. It starts, this is this is from um, I don't know if you can read it on the Humbert. <laughs> Humbert, and he said it's. He gave five stars, and he said it was thought-provoking, and he's from Australia. Or she. We don't know. He or she, yeah. Well, I hope I do it justice then. Yeah. I'm sorry if I don't. Okay. <laughs> Interesting format that delves into paranormal historical characters, events and places, and debates on the stories and facts on each subject. We'd love to hear Rebecca and Pat talk about the Lizzie Borden mystery. Yeah, that was a good job, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that might have been a little British, but... It that's was, what would happen fine. if I did yeah. it too. But yeah, the yeah the Lizzie Borden thing that would be awesome. Definitely one of the ones on our list. I think we've talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have not. I mean, we've not talked about it on air, but we've talked about no, doing no, no. an episode. Yeah. Of that. And I just want to mention too, just you know, going back to the Patreon. Um, so excited to have um, a new Patreon, and we we hope you consider joining. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's easy. Go to ghostlypodcast.com, Click on Patreon, and we've got a lot of different tiers to choose from. So whatever fits your budget. Uh, and we've been doing um, extra ghostly. Yeah. Uh, uh, pretty much. We yeah. do interviews. We do bonus ghostly episodes. A lot of different stuff going we, on over we there. We have fun too. We have we, a lot of fun. We we play games sometimes. We read yeah. paranormal news. We yeah. <laughs> It's it's really, it's a good time. So yeah. um, definitely check it out. All right. So I do have a listener mail. Okay. And I have to apologize because this is actually a listener mail I got last year. Oh, okay. It hasn't been a full year since I've had it, but it is from 2022. Or uh, actually, yeah, it's from 2022. And so I'm really sorry. I don't know what kind of where it it landed that I like missed it. So better late than never. Better late than never. Yeah. Um. So uh, New Yad, which we've we've Nyad we've had before. Okay. Okay. That's how he starts. (laughs) Okay. It has been a very long time since I have brought one of my stories to you two and have Pat give it his silent stink eye. (laughs) All jokes and love, no need for tears. (laughs) I was 17 and had my own home that was literally 100 feet from the gates to the town's graveyard. Oh, Correctly used, it is in the yard of a church. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Now, I don't remember if it was snowing or raining due to the years, but it was very cold and some form of precipitation was in the air. I went out onto my back porch to have a cigarette. I had been writing songs all night long and decided to take a break at 2.20-ish. As I lit my smoke, I noticed a woman walking through the cemetery and pushing a stroller. Being two in the morning and under 40 degrees... 4.4 4.4 degrees Celsius for those oh, who are listening. I like that, that he does the conversion. Very nice. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and it being very small town, it made me worry about the baby's health and the woman's. She was wearing a rather strange dress with what I could only describe as a bonnet on her head. Oh. I quickly grabbed my shoes and flashlight that was right there and went out to the graveyard. Now the gate was locked and when I got there and she was on the far side of the cemetery... A distance which should not have been possible for a person with a stroller to traverse. Mm. Okay, so like when he, by the time he got there, all of a sudden she was like on yeah. the other side. 
And I know this for a fact because as a teen, I was in track and me and my friends ran through there running from the cops before (laughs) and could not have made that distance. But I digress. When I saw her again, I went straight towards her. But as she passed this large sundial slash altar thing, I lost sight of her for what should have been less than two seconds and was gone. I spent over 45 minutes out there looking for her and yelling for her. A neighbor called the police. And when I told them about her, they helped me look. But after another 20 or so minutes, we gave up. The police officer told me that this was his third time in six months that he got a call about a woman in the cemetery with a stroller. Mm. Oh, and another thing. She was wearing what looked like 1800s period dress. Blue or black. I was ready for him to say white. Mm-hmm. Blue or black with a blue or black bonnet. Oh, and a white apron. <laughs> thin of course, on the front. yeah. Probably and looked like a pilgrim then. Maybe. Yeah. And the stroller looked ancient as well. But mm. that is all for now. Keep it ghostly and you two stay amazing. Ah, Well, thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, so for me, this um, like makes me think, I don't even know when strollers first became a thing. Were they in the 1800s? Oh, yeah. Were they? I mm-hmm. don't know. Maybe I maybe I've seen some older well, ones or something. Well, let me take yeah. that back. Like, okay, like a baby carriage yeah. was. Yeah. But a stroller with wheels and stuff yeah. on it and Well, yeah. again, with wheels like but like a baby carriage is like the long Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um yeah, I'm not sure exactly when strollers came to be though. I don't know. I got to look that up. That's yeah. really interesting. I don't know. Anyways, it's thank you for the story. Yeah, that was a really uh, good story. Creepy. I really liked it. Yeah, it's good. And uh, I didn't cry at all during it. <laughs> well, I had a thought. You know yeah. what? If if it is not a hoax, yeah. I mean, if, if it was to be a hoax, sorry. Yeah. Um, right. I could, and like you said, that maybe they, tra- what do you say, traversed through there a lot quicker yeah. than what he could have on foot. Right. Is it possible maybe somebody put like an electric motor inside of a little stroller? Oh. And they were running or dragged behind it. Maybe they jumped up into the stroller and just took <laughs> off. Exactly. Okay, yeah. this is very That's elaborate. Something. Remember I the, probably would have done. Remember the Munsters? Remember their car? And then they had yeah. the other car that was like just a coffin. Yeah. That they would ju- yeah, dragging. Yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. that's what I'm picturing there. Wow. All right. I don't know what's going on with you guys. All right. <laughs> it was probably uh, real. So, by the way, if you guys want to have us read your story online, email it to us at info at ghostlypodcast.com or use the contact us form on ghostlypodcast.com. There's another way. And um, Rebecca, do you know how I that do. Is? I do. Our favorite way is to get actual mail. We love snail mail. Yeah. Uh, And you can send it to us at P.O. Box number 264, Geneva, Illinois, 60134. Of course, don't worry about remembering all of this. Just go to ghostlypodcast.com. It's all in the footer. Or message us on Facebook and we'll tell you where it's at. Exactly. Or Instagram or any of the socials. And the gram. The gram. gram, Excuse me. Okay. Um, All right. So are you ready for... The votes. Yeah, I've been, I've got nothing to lose in this I was just going to say, like, for yeah. once, I would hope you're actually, like, okay with uh, doing the polls today. Yeah. So, wait, let me, before you read that, though, did you listen to the Psychic Duel? I did. Okay, and you did not vote, though. I did not see a no, vote from I'm, you. Yeah. So, would you like to do a public vote here? Oh, yeah. Who, yeah. who do you think won that one? Uh, Jacob or Spiros? I would say Jacob. Not yeah. that uh, Hickney guy, or not... Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, he does sound a lot like Hickney. Yeah, I agree. He does. Friend and, of Hickney. Friend yeah, kind of like Nick, too. He and kind of friend sounds, of Nick. Yeah, friend right. of Nick. But I've never seen them all together in the same Spiro, room. Spiro Spiros. 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 Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you, but you would choose Jacob. Yes. Yeah. Sp- Spiro's the very bad fortune teller. Yes. I believe he was very bad. Yes. Do, yeah. Do you want to remind <laughs> uh, listeners in case they didn't listen to the last episode, what what we why they should talk about or why they should listen? Oh yeah, because um, Spiro's. Uh, this guy that we didn't even know mm-hmm. all of a sudden started messaging us like crazy after hearing Jacob Mayfield's prediction episode saying that he's a better psychic. Right. So I had to bring that to Jacob. And Jacob's like, I, I accept the duel. Bring it and on. then we did Greek coffee. Yes. Yes. Spiros got to pick the, or maybe, maybe it was Jacob. They're both Greek. Jacob, Jacob got did, to pick. The, he got to pick yeah. the weapon or whatever you call it. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to that. But um, anyways, it was super fun. And uh, in the end, uh, we asked listeners then, as we just did with Mondo, who was the better fortune teller, and Jacob won with 58.8%, though actually it would now be a slightly higher percentage because mm, yeah. Mondo also voted for Jacob, uh, and Spiros was at 41.2%. You know what? I, I can't say that I'm um, disappointed that Spiros lost. I, yeah. I'm, I'm a little happy. And I am he not... Didn't, he didn't like me. I'm just going to say... Oh no! You, well, I just one second, really quick. I actually think Spiros has a little bit higher percentage than he probably is supposed to have. Yeah, there was some, some weird, shady-looking votes. Yeah, there was. I'm just gonna say. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, I maybe I had it all wrong. Maybe he was the better fortune teller. Remember, what? he had the skull and crossbones. Mm, he did, right? but that was so in his cup, knew though. Oh yeah, that he was going gonna to lose. lose. Oh Ooh, wow! So maybe. So Maybe. are you changing your vote again, Mondo? I'm changing my vote. I'm going for Spiros. <laughs> wow. But he still loses. He so still sorry. loses. He, he, he still was still right. <laughs> he was totally right. Oh, my God. Mondo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I've got a ghost story. Do you? I do. Okay. All right. Well, let's hear this ghost story. Okay. I just started as a Chicago City bus driver. Chicago. I went really Chicago there. I'm not allowed to talk during this. uh (laughs) Now, I've had a lot of people tell me not to do this job. You get some crazy people riding the bus, especially as a new driver when they put you on the worst routes at the worst times. But I'm a tough guy, and I feel like I can handle myself in most situations. I'm someone most people think twice about before starting something. And I like people. I like driving. I like the city. I'm happy with my decision. At least I think I am. What's making me question things happened two nights ago. My route had me in the South Loop Lake area. Now, where we return our buses is pretty close to that line. I had been driving for a while. So I don't know, maybe I was just really tired, but I don't think so. I was pulling into the lot when I saw something that just, it looked like shadows or wisps of light. A trick of the light? I parked my bus and I just sat looking for a minute to see if it was fog, maybe. But as I focused on it, I realized I was seeing soldiers in old uniforms and they were floating above the pavement. What was awful is when they started to run around and their faces had this like look of terror. My eyes were glued open, staring. Finally, I shook my head to clear it. And when I looked back, they were all gone. I don't know. Maybe I was just seeing things after a long shift. But dang, it was one of the scariest things I'd ever seen. 
I think the thing that's making me question if I want to keep this job, though, is when I got out of the bus. I saw another guy who must have pulled in shortly before me and was already out in the lot. He turned and looked at me. Never saw him before. And he just said, did you see them too? Wow. Okay. So how much of this is made up, Rebecca? I mean, it's a a version of a, a specific story, but I mean, it's like the supposedly the bus drivers are one of the people that see these ghosts oh. at the site of the Battle of Fort Dearborn. Hmm. So, what do you think, Mondo? We, well, we're going to get into it. Okay. You want to save it for later? We will. Yeah, we'll save it for later, but we're going to take a break. And when okay. we return, we are going to talk about the history first. Okay. We are excited to announce a new way you can support Ghostly. Joining us on Patreon. There are many reasons to become a patron. Not only are you helping Ghostly cover its own cost, but you can... Get Ghostly episodes early. You can get up to 25% off Ghostly gear. Get a shout out on the next episode. You can get a priority request for a new episode. Get more Rebecca's creepy bedtime stories. And the biggest news, you can get exclusive content with our new show called Ghostly X for the weeks that Ghostly does not have a new episode. As well as many more cool rewards that we can't wait to share with our patrons. So please, help us become the podcast that we've always wanted to be. You can sign up by going to ghostlypodcast.com and clicking on the Patreon link on the menu bar. So the Pat Facts are sponsored by Tarot by Ta. Ta is a professional tarot card reader with over 20 years of experience. He reads at numerous public events, private parties, and personal appointments throughout the greater Chicagoland area. He also does his readings worldwide using online services like Zoom. And Mondo, the best part about Ta is he's hashtag team skeptic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to find out more about Ta, visit and like his Facebook page at facebook.com slash tarot by Ta. So let's get into the Pat Facts. Pat Facts. <laughs> Mondo, thank you for your jingle for Pat Facts. I'm thinking of a new one. Each what? time I hear that, yeah, it's more like, no, 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 no. Pat Facts. <laughs> I don't it know. I mean, too. I don't think you yeah. could replace. Okay. When yeah. we play that live, man. Yeah, people Even love people it. that don't know it, yeah. they will by the time <laughs> it's over. So Nice. <laughs> All right, so like most of America, we do not know the history before Europeans settled in this area because almost 100% of our history is written from a European perspective. Yeah, I mean, like there's some stuff out there, but yeah, not really. But that's how conceited we are as people. It's like, right. nope, that's it. This that's... Is, history starts when we got here. Exactly. The party doesn't start till I walk in. <laughs> yeah. um, but in, 19, in 1673, there was an expedition headed by Louis Joliet and... Jacques Marquette. Uh, they were the first recorded that crossed what was uh, the Chicago Portage, and they traveled along the Chicago River. 
Marquette returned in 1674 and camped for a few days near the mouth of the river. He moved to the portage where he camped through the winter of 1674 to 1675. That must have been crazy. Could you imagine camping out in Chicago? In the winter? In the winter, yeah. Near the lake. Near the lake, too. So you have lake effect and everything. Uh, Joliet and Marquette did not report any Native Americans living near the Chicago River area at at that time, though. Now, and, and just really quick, I'm sorry, because I, like, in my brain, I'm like, like, I know I'm, I feel like I should know what the word portage means. And, like, there's things called Portage Park and, like, yeah. whatever. So I just looked it up. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like there's, like, a whole glacier thing that, that happened in Chicagoland area. But it's where they, it's where two bodies of water meet. Yeah. So... I don't know. I assume we're talking about the lake and the yeah. river. Yeah, we are. We're okay. talking about, yeah, where Mondo had said earlier, yeah. it's right by Lake Michigan meeting uh, the Chicago River. Yeah. So yeah. when we say the portage, like now in my mind, I get what that means. Yeah. But it's also, that was because of the glacier areas and stuff like <laughs> gotcha. that. That's I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So uh, to be fair, there were actually numerous Native American tribes there. Um, but for some reason, Joliet and Marquette didn't encounter them at these locations. Mm-hmm. Maybe because they knew better than to camp out by the river and the lake during yeah. the winter. Yeah, right. In 1682, Rene Robert Cavalier mm-hmm. and Sor de La Salle uh, had claimed a large territory, including the Chicago area, for France. Uh, two of the de La Salle's men built a stockade at the portage in the winter of 1682 to 1683. Mm. Uh, so that might have been the first Fort Dearborn, although it wasn't called Fort Dearborn Right, at the time. right. But the concept of having something yeah. there. Okay. Mm-hmm. In 1763, following defeat in the French and Indian War, uh, the French ceded this area to Great Britain. Uh, it became a region within their providence of Quebec. And Great Britain later ceded the area to the United States at the end of the American Revolutionary War, but it didn't really take effect right away. The Northwest Territory remained under de facto British control until about 1796. Gotcha. So, so they, like, we won the Civil War, but... But nobody was we, using we the We were land, focused so. more on the original 13. Yeah. Not yeah. so much. Yeah. Following uh, the defeat of several Native American tribes in the Northwest Indian War of 1785 to 1795, uh, the the Treaty of Greenville was signed between the U.S. and several chiefs at Fort Greenville. Now it's Greenville, uh, Ohio, uh, on August 3rd, 1795. As part of the terms of this treaty, a coalition of Native Americans and frontiermen known as the Western Confederacy ceded to the United States large parts of modern-day Ohio, Michigan, Indiana, Wisconsin, and Illinois. This included six square miles centered from the mouth of the Chicago River. So we kind of already figured out that that's a good place to have territory is right by all these waterways. Yeah, actually, um, it seems like people thought it was a good place to attack Indians then, too, or Native Americans at that point. So. Um, but yeah, cause that's like, who, why are you building a fort in the middle of the country like that? Right. Who's going to be attacking people right. from within the country? Sure. Yeah. Um, a French Jesuit mission, uh, the mission of the guardian angel was founded somewhere in the vicinity in 1696, but was abandoned around 1700 and the Fox Wars 
effectively closed the area to Europeans in the first part of the 18th century. All right, the Fox Wars effectively closed the area to Europeans in the first part of the 18th century. The first non-native to settle in the area may have been a trader by the name of Guillory, who might have had a trading post near Wolf Point on the Chicago River around 1778. Okay. So just really quick to the Fox Wars, because I was picturing like literally foxes fighting, <laughs> fighting. each other. I was like, yeah, we, yeah no like, Europeans like can come here. No because... one can come here because the foxes were fighting. Um, but, <laughs> but looking it up, though, it actually talks about the French. So, okay, anyways, the French were fighting. Um, so uh, uh, not, French, not surprising. French yeah. fur trappers. Yeah, yeah right, whatever. Foxes and the, yeah. are fighting back. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. We oui, we oui, we take your <laughs> we take your fur. <laughs> All right. Oh, sorry, my my ancestors are somewhere in here. I think they they didn't move move down to this way. They're they're French Canadians, but I, I don't think they were there at this point. But um, anyways, they were the French were fighting some Native Americans. Yeah. not surprisingly. So Jean Baptiste Point du Sable. A French-speaking colonist of African descent built a prosperous farm and trading post near the mouth of the Chicago River in the 1780s at a site directly across the river from the future fort. Which I think is really cool that a lot of people think of him as like a founder. founder, And and he uh, had African descent. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Black person starting... Chicago. Absolutely. Uh, a settlement developed there, and he is widely regarded as the founder of Chicago. There you go. Uh, Antoni Olamet uh, is the next recorded resident of Chicago. He claimed to have settled at the mouth of the Chicago River in July of 1790, so right after him. Okay. On March 9th, 1803, Henry Dearborn, the Secretary of War, wrote to the Colonel uh, Jean Hamtrack. Mm-hmm the commander of Detroit, instructing him to have an officer and six men survey the route from Detroit to Chicago. And it made it a preliminary investigation of the situation at Chicago. But think about that. So these people left Detroit, which is about a five-hour drive from Chicago. Can you imagine these people were walking or taking boats or doing other things like that? I mean, it must take in forever. Right. Yeah. Um, So Captain... John Whistler was selected as uh, commandant of the new post and uh, set out with six men to complete the survey. The survey completed on July 14th, 1803, and a company of troops set out to make the overland journey from Detroit to Chicago, while Whistler and his family made their way to Chicago on a boat called the Tracy. The troops reached their destination on August 17th, and um, the thing about the Chicago River at the time, though, is that it would have been they would have been unable to get into the Chicago River going from Lake Michigan because there was a huge sandbar that was there. Like Mondo was talking about they had to redirect the Chicago River. Oh. So that was pretty much because of that. Um so they got out and there there was what they said 2000 Native Americans that gathered to see the Tracy the ship. Wow. wow. So when the troops arrived they decided to build a fort there. <laughs> Because they're like, there's 2,000 Native Americans here, so we're <laughs> in trouble. this is good land. We want it. Yeah, they yeah. wanted that. Uh, so they built it out of logs and named it Fort Dearborn after the Secretary of War. Which is interesting. I always find that weird. Like, we used to have Secretary of War. Now we're like, no, no, no. 
Yeah. The Secretary <laughs> of Defense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that was... As yeah. the war... It's on. Well, they were looking for wars then. Yeah. So, um, so there was a fur trader, a guy by the name of John Kinsey, that bought the old um, Dusable property in 1804 and became the civilian leader of the small settlement that sprung up around the new fort. By the way, Kinsey, I believe, is a character that's going to come back in a ghost story. Ooh. Mm. Oh, interesting. So I'm just, just dropping a little hint. Yeah. Well, Kinsey, Kinsey and Whistler didn't exactly see things eye to eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kinsey, being a trader, started trading with the Native Americans in the area. They were looking for alcohol. Oh, jeez. I'm so sorry. <laughs> God, Whistler didn't awful. like that at all. But it doesn't matter because Whistler lost that particular battle and was removed and replaced by a guy named Captain Nathan Heald. Now, if you're doing your math, that brings us to about 1812. I was not doing my math. Is that oh, okay? okay? Well, you could do it now, right? Because it's about 1812. In the, in the, in the 1812, okay. So what event happens in 1812, Rebecca? The, there was a war. What was the name of the war? The War of 1812. <laughs> yeah, there was it's the about War all of I 1812. Know about 1812. Yeah, there was a war. So during the War of 1812, General William Hull ordered that the uh, Fort Dearborn be ev- be be totally evacuated. And in August of 1814, uh, Captain Heald oversaw the evacuation. But on August 15th, the very next day, um, the evacuees were ambushed along the trail by about 500 Potawatomi Indians. In the Battle of Fort Dearborn, which it's now known as. The Potawatomi captured Heald and his wife, Rebecca, spelt differently than you, yep. with a K in there. The biblical way. Yeah, and ransomed them to the British. Of the 148 soldiers, women and children who evacuated the fort, 86 were killed in the ambush. The Potawatomi burned the fort to the ground the next day. Yeah, I mean, so it's interesting. There's a lot of. A lot of, I read some details about this. There's there's some good research people have done, yeah. and there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, I mean, like there's some there there. So eventually, someone who was a um, the son or grandson of uh, of a Potawatomi that mm-hmm. was in the battle, yeah, did record his thoughts. Like he was going to write a whole book, but he died before he could write it. Oh. But basically. And now I then I saw that this was in a lot of the histories that basically held or healed um, had promised the Potawatomi that he was going to let them have the fort oh. and all the stuff in it. And because there were so, they were like we were aligned with some Indian tribes and the French were aligned or sorry, the yeah, or. 1812 the british the british so we're fighting the british yeah. in that one um there's too many too many mm-hmm. countries trying to fight over this land but anyways and then some tribes were aligned with the british right so we did have some you know native american friends i guess whatever uh in chicago um but anyways so they were gonna he said oh i'll leave this for you but then he didn't he destroyed they destroyed the food they destroyed the alcohol and they destroyed whoa, the whoa, ammunition. Whoa. They yeah. destroyed the alcohol? No. And that was a big part of it. Is that whoa. they like specifically were like, we're that, not leaving. That's that when you've liquor. gone too far. Exactly. So yeah. it's kind of one of those things like, no, it's not okay that it's certainly not okay that they killed kids. Like, you know, that was bad. Yeah. But like people were kind of like, it wasn't like they weren't provoked. Like but you, you have to like understand that this has been building up though, sure, like over time. Exactly. Because I mean, that's why we built the fort there. 
right was because you know we saw a huge population of native americans and we wanted this land right so we we built this to pretty much say no we're in control of this because you can't get through our forces here right but they did and well and actually if they would have been okay if they had probably if they had stayed instead of evacuated because you can kind of you know buckle in and just you know even though there's more of them than you you know you can kind of I don't know. That's what I read anyways. They thought they might have been okay if they had just stayed, but they didn't. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Mondo? Uh, Yeah, it's... You don't do that to them. I mean, it's going to make people angry, for one. Yeah. You know, and I mean, they probably went in there and they were like, they left us with nothing. No no booze. (laughs) No booze at all. (laughs) Well, and I guess there was like a guy who like had been a friend to them, but was part of the Potawatomi, and he came like the night before or that morning or something and was basically like gave back his like friendship token. Oh. And he was like, I'm really sorry. Like he was sorry. He was like, but unfortunately like my tribe basically has said, because you've done this, like yeah. we can't be friends anymore. But I mean, I'm obviously didn't say that, but like give back his friendship. Bracelet? Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> oh, and man. so ba- they knew, they knew there was a, like that they shouldn't leave. But because they had destroyed all of their extra food and all of their liquor and all of their munitions, they really Mm -hmm. couldn't stay anymore. So they had to go. And so they they tried to do this kind of weird route to get to Indiana with this on the sand. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Well, (laughs) yeah. Following the war, though, a second Fort Dearborn was built or maybe a third now if you're doing. Yeah, right. Right. Oh, uh, because did they they burned that they They burnt it to the ground. Yeah, I missed that part. Sorry. Yeah, they burnt. They burnt it totally to the ground. Um, And this was built in 1816. So it took four four years for them to do it. But this time. They decided to double build it. Ooh. So, I mean, at least they put double walls there. Oh, so I was assuming you meant they doubled the size. No, they no, just no, double no. walled they it. They just double walled yeah, it. Yeah, like they're, they're not it. getting in anymore. Okay. So, and that'll secure this area, right? <laughs> uh, so the American forces garrisoned the uh, fort until 1823 when peace with the Native Americans led the garrison to be deemed redundant. Peace meaning? Like well, temporary peace. Exactly. Okay. This temporary abandonment lasted until 1828 when it was re-garrisoned following the outbreak of war with the Winnebago Indians. All I can think of with Garrison is Mr. Garrison. Yeah, right. From South Park. (laughs) In her 1856 memoir, Wow Bun, Juliet Kinsey described the fort as it appeared on her arrival in Chicago in 1831. The fort was enclosed by high pickets with bastions at the alternate angles. Large gates opened to the north and south, and there were small portions here and there for the accommodation of inmates. Beyond the... I'm assuming they don't mean like prisoners. No. Just like the people just that people live, live there. there yeah. yeah. Beyond the parade ground, which extended south of the pickets, there were, were the company gardens, well filled with currant bushes and young fruit trees. The fort stood at what might be naturally uh what sorry the fort stood at what might naturally be supposed to be the mouth of the river yet it was not so for in those days in these days the latter took a turn sweeping round the promontory on which the fort was built towards the south and joined the lake about a half mile below yeah, so that's even talking about the lake being funky there. 
Yeah, like it kind of, it turned, I mean, because, so um, help me, y'all, remind me of the Chicago thing. I'm just going Southern. Uh, (laughs) No, no. Like at first, right, though, it was that the lake went into the river, and then we switched it to have the the river go into the lake. Is that how we have it now? Well, Mondo's boated this thing. I mean, I've gone through it, but I help me remember. Yeah, the river was actually feeding into Lake Michigan. First. First. Oh, so right. That's why we began, we switched it because of the cholera outbreaks. Yeah, and right. Because the, the river. And also, we couldn't dye a green then if it was like that. So, <laughs> but I think, right. But at this point, the whole thing too is that the river also, like, it bent and it didn't join into the lake at the same place that it does now. Like, it was like going, it yeah. was, yeah. Sort there of was a sand. Big, and maybe sand. an S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Around. Okay. Yeah. All right. But you want to tell us about your experience going through the Chicago River into Lake Michigan? It was horrible. <laughs> it was oh, horrible. No. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. We, I've stood above <laughs> uh, the river, and I mean, I've looked down. And I've, you know, it has a little bit of an odor, especially if you're a little yeah. south of downtown. Uh, but when you're two feet above the water in a little boat <laughs> going through there, I mean, it's horrible. It just. It just smells like sewage. And and there's some huge boats going through there. Oh, too. yeah. They fly through there. You're yeah. not supposed to go more than five miles an hour. I'm going to try and do the right thing and <laughs> go through there real slow. And boats are just flying through, which kick up the waves. And we're getting splashed with this water. And it's disgusting. <laughs> disgusting water. <laughs> and then we notice the little signs that are only visible to people on the river. And it just shows like a little hand with like a drop hitting the hand. And there's a missing chunk. Oh no! What? Yeah, don't let don't let the water get on your skin. Wow! Wow! And as we got closer to downtown, we saw a boat that was from Michigan that was docked, and it was like one of the double decker boats. And these young guys were on top of the boat wearing life vests, doing backflips and diving in the water. Oh! And. After we and saw, and they disintegrated instantly. That's, that's what my son said. He said, "I just pictured the guy was going to hit the water." And just <laughs> wow. So this is in the river that we're talking yeah. about, yes. not the lake. We no, were getting the lake close. is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Well, and, and it's interesting because I've watched. There's like a tour guy in Chicago that does the. We watched him like on Channel Eleven. Oh, yeah. Jeffrey Bear. Jeffrey Bear, and he he did a whole like river tour. And he mentioned nothing about that, but obviously there's no smell of vision, mm. so he must have been. Well, also they keep like increasing the water level and decreasing it for, yeah. as you go through like the ports and stuff, right? So then you're you you like constantly are in different spots. It's true, yeah, because that's Heights, that's you know? how they reverse the flow is they basically made it into a bunch of stairs, like oh. steps, so that they can get the water to flow in that direction. Because so. uh, I've I've gone through the locks to get out to the lake. And then coming back, but never more than that that first step. Yeah, interesting. Sorry, we're 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 okay. deviating we're, yeah. into the river, but I just it's a big thing that people know about Chicago. So I wanted to. Can I make yeah. one yeah. last mention? Yeah, I wonder if Chunkasaurus was oh. around at that time. <gasps> oh, Chunkasaurus that. is a new thing that uh, has come about in Chicago. It is a giant snapping turtle that was found on the Chicago River, which is very interesting because that means the Chicago River is actually becoming a spot where um wildlife can inhabit it. Yeah, well. it's it's a lot cleaner now. Yeah. Like they've they've done a lot of work um on it. And uh yeah, I know it was really cool. It's really cool if you just yeah. type in Chunkosaurus. 
I just picture some little kid during the Fort Dearborn massacre uh-huh. had this little thing in his hand, <laughs> and he's like, "Come on, Chunky, we gotta get out of here. Go swim for your life." And he, and that was it. Yeah, yeah and then two hundred years later. <laughs> <laughs> so Which, the, the, it is turtles, though. Not impossible. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the fort was closed briefly before the Black Hawk War of 1832, and by 1837, the fort was being used by the superintendent of harbor works. In 1837, the fort and its reserve, including part of the land that became Grant Park, was deeded to the city by the federal government. In 1855, part of the fort was demolished so that uh, the south bank of the Chicago River could be dredged, straightening the bend in the river and widening it at this point by almost 150 feet. Oh, wow. So imagine how how narrow it was then. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, I, I, huh. because it's. I mean, it's not huge now. It's not no. like you look at it and go, "That's a huge river." It's like. I mean, it's a good sized river, but it's, it's not. Decent. It's yeah. not like a, a great li- the uh, Mississippi or something. No. I mean, well, yeah. at some points, it's the same size, but mm. anyways, not around here. Yeah, in 1857, a fire destroyed nearly all the remaining buildings in the fort and the remaining blockhouse and few surviving buildings were destroyed in the Great Chicago Fire of 1871. Okay. So going back to the Great Chicago Fire, so this is probably where we started our history of Chicago. Yeah, last. right? <laughs> We've taken it back pretty far. Uh, the fort was located at what would be modern day uh, called like the Loop of Chicago, I would say. Yeah. Uh, which is our downtown area. The southern perimeter would have touched Wacker Drive and Michigan Avenue. That's like by Billy Goats, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Merchandise so, Mart. The Billy Goats area. is um, a Chicago staple. It's, um, you know, cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger on Saturday Night Live, if you're old enough to know that. If not, don't worry about it. It's got really good hamburgers, though. <laughs> uh, part of the fort outlined it's marked by plaques and a line embedded on the sidewalk and road near Michigan Avenue Bridge and Wacker Drive. A few boards from the old fort were retained and are now in the Chicago History Museum in Lincoln Park, which we've heard that that's haunted. Yes. Yeah. So I, I've, I've never noticed these plaques. I don't know why. I've noticed the one on the on the building. Um, yeah. But supposedly there's like, it's like they it outlines the original. Yeah. Like square or whatever. I saw the South Perimeter one. That's okay. what I saw. Uh, on March 5th, 1899, the Chicago Tribune publicized a Chicago Historical Society replica of the original fort. Oh. And then again, in 1933, at the... Century of Progress expedition, uh, a detailed replica for Dearborn was erected as a fair exhibit. And as part of the celebration, both the United States one-cent postage stamp and a souvenir sheet containing 25 of the stamps were issued, showing the fort. The individual stamps and sheets were reprinted when Postmaster General James A. Farley gave um, imperforated... So together, like a big sheet of them. Okay. Uh, examples of these and other samples to his friends. And because of the ensuing public outcry, millions of copies of Farley's Follies were printed and sold. So here starts all the problems in Chicago with all of our <laughs> Trying to corrupt politicians doing go. all these things. It started with stamps <laughs> in the 1930s. 
I just gave them away. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> that they sold it for money. <laughs> oh, we know it started before then. But you, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> in 1939, the Chicago City Council added a fourth star to the city flag to represent Fort Fort Dearborn. This star is um, depicted as the leftmost or first star of the flag. So, without looking, guys. Okay. Do you know what the other three stars stand for? Oh, Chicago Fire. Yep, that's one of them. Okay, I'm out. So each star. Uh, stands for an event in Chicago's history from left to right. Okay. They represent oh. the following. So you have Fort Dearborn, and Fort then you Dearborn. said the Great Chicago Fire. What right. else do we have? Mondo, you want to guess? Uh, pizza. Pizza? No, no. Not pizza. <laughs> no, close, though. Um, well, I'm thinking of the White, the white City. No, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. The World's Columbian Expedition of 1893 is the third one. Oh, okay. So okay. what's the fourth, Mondo? <laughs> Deep dish pizza. No, no. <laughs> No, there's Hot another. Dogs. There's another Italian beef. Nineteen. Yeah, the nineteen thirty-three expedition. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's what the four stars of the Chicago flag symbolize. Uh, the site of the fort was designated Chicago landmark on September fifteenth, nineteen seventy-one. Okay. Jeez. Yeah, it's we've it made is, it to Chicago. <laughs> it is the heart of Chicago, though. Yeah. I was just thinking when you had mentioned too about the stamps and being sold for yeah. money, that was probably his defense. Trading stamps. Yeah, trading. You know, yeah, I so. didn't know they were going to sell them for money. I just I traded they them. they would trade them for more stamps. Yeah, exactly. Trading <laughs> stamps were born. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow. It really does feel like this. The it's the uh, story of the city. Yeah. Except we didn't get into the stinking onion part of it, though. Oh. Chicago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what Chicago is named after, a stinking onion. Oh, oh yeah. okay. and the accent too, because they're like, no, no, no. I ain't calling it no Chicago. <laughs> Chicago, it's Chicago. Okay, Chicago. <laughs> that was great, guys. Have a sandwich. <laughs> You're in Chicago. <laughs> no, it, okay, but it's it's interesting though to think, like when I think of Chicago, I don't think of a fort. No. You know what I mean? Like, there's not like a military presence that I think of for the city, but for a huge portion of the time, you know, up until what, the 1850s? Yeah. There was a fort. Well, actually, you know, so this started me thinking about, we've done other episodes like St. James of Kale Sag, mm-hmm. and there was a fort there. And I was always like, why is there just this random fort? in the woods there because that's like the woods right and yeah it's because of this is how we were going to take over from native americans is well or forts. yeah defend and yeah yeah and take over yeah it's weird. whether whether it was the french the english or the americans we all did it yeah, so <laughs> exactly yeah yeah it's uh it's in but yeah i just don't think of it like i, I just imagine living in the city yeah and then like you're like yep yep and there's there's the military, and they like have fruit trees there. Yeah, you know? now, now that's another thing that surprised me is the fruit trees. Well, I guess you know you want to protect those. Yeah, but what fruit trees are growing in the city though? Nothing. Well, not now, but back then. Yeah, that's true. Um, but you know, so for me growing up, um, you know, maybe it was just a South Side thing, but that's you know what we all knew about in 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 uh, grammar school was the history of Chicago, and that you know this was. This was the history of Chicago was Fort was Fort Dearborn. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a break. And then I think Rebecca doesn't have any ghost stories this time. No, so. I do. I know oh. we've had you sit through a lot of history, but it's all been good, I hope. Uh, but don't worry. We got some ghost stuff, too. All right. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
Throughout our time doing Ghostly, we've met a lot of great people. People that don't always fit into our episode schedule. And even when they do, we try to focus on the topic of the episode and we don't really get a chance to get to know them as a person. That's why we came up with the idea of Ghostly X. Ghostly X will come out on the weeks when there is no regular Ghostly episode. And it'll have interviews with amazing people and listener feedback from previous episodes. We also can't wait to talk about the paranormal in the news. We're very proud of this project and we can't wait to share it with you. Ghostly X is a Patreon exclusive. You can start listening now by going to ghostlypodcast.com and clicking on the Patreon link in the menu bar to become a patron and help support Ghostly by listening to our brand new show. back you want some ghost stories yeah i guess if you have them <laughs> well uh you know this one th- we go pretty far back with this so again we're, how far well you know back to you know the the fort itself oh wow. um okay. you know but, but we're actually going to go to that that battle of fort dearborn first oh, okay. because that is probably the most uh the Gruesome. best known yeah ghosty stuff yeah. Um, you've called it the massacre it's also called the so here's the thing. For a long time, it was called the Fort Dearborn Massacre. Yes. But once more history came out, kind of talking about how we basically, yeah. of course, went back on our stuff with the <laughs> the tribe, with the Potawatomi. But also, we've been like poking at them that whole time. Well, it's like when, when a bunch of white people are killed, we call it a massacre. Yeah, when yeah, a bunch of true. Indians are killed, it's called a battle yeah, or yeah. what's called a whatever. So, so um, basically, they just, so, you know, people call it the Battle of Fort Dearborn. Um, but you'll see both. Um, and again, even the the member I was talking about, there was a a guy who was the son or uh, nephew, whatever, somebody that fought there. You know, he even said though too, there was like one guy, I guess, that's the one that went really crazy and killed the kids, uh, and like he was ostracized. He was the Anakin. Yeah, basically, and like yeah. he was like ostracized from the tribe after yeah. that because it was just that was not you know what they normally uh. would do, but. Um, so, I mean, it's not like there were no heroes. Let's yeah. say that. I mean, I'm sure there were some heroes, but like in general. But uh, but anyways, so sure. here's the thing. After everything happened, they just left the bodies. Yeah. Right. Like, obviously, they didn't go. What and, are you like, going to do? With that? Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, they had their prisoners. They left. So then it wasn't until um, like 1816, right, that they came back to rebuild or well, something. And people like might not be able to picture this, but anybody that's ever been to like the Indiana dunes and yes. stuff like that, that's picture what it looked that. like here. Yes, it was sand. It was just it was sand. Dunes. And yeah. they were hiding behind the dunes. And dunes, dunes are just these large mounds of sand. Just, that just, they are so difficult to walk up and down. Yeah, exactly. Oh yep. So um, it wasn't until they came back that they found the skeletons just in the sand. Wow. Like right where things had been left. 
Sounds um, like a song. Yeah. But it wasn't until mm-hmm. there was more construction in the 1980s that there started to be more ghost sightings. Oh. So basically, they were doing construction in that area, and they found human bones in the area of 16th Street and Indiana Avenue. Do you guys know where that is? Kind of. Um, south side, it's... Kind of, like just very south, I think. Well, 16, it'd 16. be 1600 south, mm-hmm. so... And Indiana, I don't know where Indiana, but like it's got to be close to... Wouldn't the- that be close to the old, old buddy guys? Very, yeah, pretty close to that. Yeah. Uh, Indiana is actually one block west, or I mean, uh, one block east of Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would and make sense. And I would say yep. 16th is near the railroad tracks. That's about where Mayor Daly lived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That sounds about yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know, kind of south, just south of downtown. Nobody knows what we're talking about, though. We're like, I know. where Mayor Daly lived. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody just in California that's listening to yeah, this right? knows exactly like, what we're totally. talking about. We're yeah. really close to the to the lake, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, right where uh, across the railroad tracks from Soldier Field, where the Bears play. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. They, anybody yeah. watches football sees the aerial view. Yeah. Just look a little to the that's left. That's where we're talking that's about. The spot. That's that's where all those people died. Yes. Yeah. So um, they first assumed that the bones belonged to victims of a chloria. Uh, wait, we say that word wrong. Did I, I can't remember. Is that right? Cholera. 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 Yeah. I say that every time. I don't know why I get weird with that. <laughs> I know that and I say that in my head, but I say it wrong when I see the word. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Cholera. Yeah. Cholera epidemic. Oh, jeez. Uh, that took place in the 1840s, but... They studied and dated the remains, and they realized that they were closer to the early 1800s. So they realized that they were the victims of the um, the battle mm. massacre, right? So they did rebury them elsewhere, but since they found them, people started to notice ghost-like figures who were wearing pioneer clothing and outdated military uniforms. Those poor souls were found wandering around an empty lot that was just north of 16th Street. The ghosts were supposedly running around in terror and silently screaming. And this is where my story comes from. Bus drivers returning their buses to the garage at night were the ones who witnessed them the most. Wow. Well, it could have been worse. They could have been on the north side. (laughs) You know, that would have been even worse. Or like Meg's Field or something. You know, that would have been horrible. That's a reference. Yeah. (laughs) all right um so there you go that's so that's the ghost story basically Mm. and nowadays it's called the battle of fort dearborn park or something memorial park or something like that or fort dearborn memorial park i don't know Uh, whatever and there is a memorial like statue there for a while there was a tree but then that got um blown down in a storm or something but anyway so that's kind of it's been it's been a lot. It's been a park. It's been all these different things. But supposedly they're like floating there. Wow. So so what do you think, Mondo? I'll stay away from that area if I can. But no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if the bus drivers saw it. I mean, but they're bringing their buses home late at night. Yeah, and maybe uh, I don't know. You know, it's late at night. I mean, that's some of the, like your eyes plays tricks on yeah, you when you're out there in the night. going to say if they're like me, that's how I am. Like once I start getting tired, my mind shuts down and yeah. Yeah. I don't how know about though. You? I mean, I think, I think it seems, um, it seems not, uh, crazy. Not 
Not reasonable. Not unreasonable to think that (laughs) disturbed bones, like they were maybe okay, but then once they got dug up, it was kind of disturbing things. And who knows, they probably didn't get all the bones. There were skeletons in the sand. They probably did not get all of them. And so now some people are like half buried in one place and half in another Mm. and Mm. very disturbed. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to go zero on this one. You're going zero? Yeah. What Uh, do you got, Mondo? uh, The bus driver saw it, but it's late at night. Yeah. Got to give him something though. You do? You know, I mean, because I believe that the bus uh, garage wasn't, I mean, if it's in that vicinity, I mean, what are, why are they seeing it there? And they yeah. didn't see it somewhere else. I'm exactly. sure they were tired. Why like, didn't they see it in Brighton Park? Yeah, they were like yeah. four because blocks this away. is where yeah. the haunted is. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point, Pat. Yeah. Oh no, wait! I didn't make that uh-huh. point. What are you talking about? Uh-huh. <laughs> so what are you giving it, Mondo? <laughs> You're writing it down too. He's thinking about it. Giving He's it doing some four. math here. He's yeah. giving it a four. Four. Wow. All right. Wow. Solid four. I could go higher. Pat almost convinced. You know what? That thing that you said? <laughs> yeah. Why aren't well, you're going right? 10 now? We're, we're going six. six. Six? Wow. I was going to go six. So wow. I, I agree with the six. Wow. I think there's enough there to push it into like a possible belief, but I'm not, it's not like an eight. You know what I mean? I'm not quite no, there. No, it's not but, an eight. Definitely not But an eight. a six, I think, is a fair. So fair if it's score. six, it could be lower than that too. It could be like a three or. No, no. <laughs> okay, let's go to the next piece. All right. So the next one is just talking about the site of the fort itself. Yeah. Right. So this one, this is where it gets a little tricky because that whole area is also where the Easter Island, no, the um, <laughs> Eastland disaster was. It's close-ish. Close, right? Yeah. So it's not ish. It's really not that far. Like that's the whole kind of area there. So I wonder sometimes how much. No, this is more like. And okay, so the the problem that I have with a lot of this is that it's been built up so much over the years that it's even hard for me to imagine what it would have looked like once upon a time, except to think of like the sand dunes. Because think about it, like there's like feet and feet that it's been built up. Right. Because that's where the bridge is at. Right. So it was, yeah, down below. But I mean, yes. Yeah. But, but, you know, the fort itself is back over by that area. Yeah. Where the, the river bends or whatever. But again, it's of. like built up yes. tremendously there. So anyways, so there was there were fires. People died supposedly in the fire at the fort. Um, and so supposedly passersby on the Michigan Avenue Bridge will be startled to see soldiers marching there. So mm. they're dressed in old-fashioned military clothes and they disappear after appearing for only a few moments. This sounds very similar, though, to a lot of ghost sightings in that same area that we had for the Easter, <laughs> no, sorry, the Eastland disaster. <laughs> so, I mean, but they're soldiers. So I guess that's why people associate it with the fort. Yeah, because there wouldn't have been any deaths of soldiers in the in Eastland the, disaster. Yeah, exactly. So. I don't know, I'm going to let Mondo go first on this one because you're our guest. Okay. Uh, well, for in, just to kind of give a reference of the area, it's not far from Navy Pier. Yeah. which used to bring soldiers there oh, uh, all okay. the time, sailors, soldiers, and they would board the boats, come and go. And it's I've been downtown many times and seen all types of military men walking across the bridges, and but they're in modern clothes. Yeah. So true. let's just say it's true and that they are seeing these figures that were military that just disappeared. Um it may have nothing to do with the fort, 
they might be seeing World War II survivors coming home that are happy to be home or something like that. Mm. Um, World War One, you know, yeah, War of eighteen twelve, War of yeah. Yeah, be, man, you're, you're no, I'm not trying to ones. prove you. Yeah. Well, we were just talking about I, the war of 1812 ghosts. Yeah, yeah it's going to go really low, but you just <laughs> oh, change that man. Oh. every time. I was uh, going to give it a zero. What you were? Yeah, because of that. Because so you can give it a one now. Then I'm going to give it a six. What no. a six? How do you jump <laughs> up that high? <laughs> you, yeah, I did it. <laughs> you persuaded me. Okay, well, um. So, but now I'm, I'm okay. So we're, we are, are we talking more like Tribune Tower area? Yes, exactly. Oh, okay, right now there. I feel better. So the, the, the Eastland disaster is just a, it's a few blocks from there, but it's not super far. Yeah, but it's, that's on Lake Michigan though too. No, that's off no, the no, Chicago no. River. It's off the yeah. river. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's, that, that is close. Yeah. West, but yeah, anyways, um, sorry. Jeez. Yeah. So if you don't love Chicago, this episode, I don't know, <laughs> it's going to be a little tricky for you. Yeah. Get a map. Get a map out. It'll be good to go. <laughs> well, we have two big bodies of water. It's also we by have Trump Lake Tower. Michigan, if and we're going to be fair about we have, it. Yeah. Well, Trump Tower is a little bit more in, but that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have um, we have two big bodies of water here. Lake Michigan is the one that we always refer to. That's like where our beaches are at. Right. I mean, and when we say a lake, River. like you can't see the other side really. I mean, like you can, but not really. No, not of Lake Michigan, no. but of the river, you can. The river, absolutely, you can. And we dye the river green for St. Patrick's Day. Yes. It's like a tradition for us mm-hmm. and stuff. And when I say we, not me, I don't go there and dye I it. I think you, know? you do. No, no, no. Uh, anyways, um, what yeah, do you think I, about these ghost soldiers? So I'm I'm having a difficult time because there's no real evidence. This is just stories of stuff. I don't see any real hardcore evidence like pictures or anything like that. I'm gonna go one on this one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and I am gonna go, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go six again. It doesn't seem it's not super likely, but you know, I'm sure there's there's been too many soldiers and things going on there. There's no way there's not something yeah. there. All you right. got Mondo. I was just thinking, if I took a picture and showed it to you and you said, there's nobody there, I would say, exactly. He was two <laughs> seconds before I took the picture and I'm showing you. <laughs> it doesn't would count. It doesn't, no, it doesn't count. It wouldn't convince you? No. All right. No. I've got one more. Okay. okay. One more. Okay. And this is, again, we're, we're connecting back to other episodes here. We're going back to Excalibur. Whoa. Ooh. So uh, we've which done a, Mondo was on for the Excalibur yeah. episode. So we've talked about Excalibur since Old Nightclub. That was also like the Chicago history. And I've been to Excalibur with Mondo too. Whoa! Back yeah. when you were young and probably cool. like the first time I ever went there was with Mondo. There actually. you go. All right. Here's the thing. So this is it's just it's associated with Fort Dearborn, but we're not necessarily talking about like a soldier. Okay. And this is remember remember I said yeah that name. Kinsey. Kinsey yeah. is going to come back. So here we go. Mm-hmm. So basically, you know, this is a, cl- it, it was a club. I don't know what it is now. I think it probably still is a club of some sort, but I'm not hip enough to know what it's called now. Um, but there are a lot of ghost sightings mm-hmm. at Excalibur. So supposedly there is a ghostly ding, ding, ding mm-hmm. figure that um, goes through the halls and up the stairs. Bartenders at the club have also complained some invisible invisible person keeps breaking all the glasses behind the bar. So there's a lot of speculation about who this ghost guy is. And one of the guesses is a guy named John Lalime. Mm. Or Lalime? I don't know. 
Um, Lalime was supposedly killed by Chicago's first white settler, John Kinsey. Well, yeah, but he wasn't the first. Well, yeah, he was just a fur trader in the area. But, like um, a settler as opposed to like a soldier yeah. Yeah, or, yeah. you know, whatever, I guess is yeah. what they say. So Kinsey fought with Lalime over the ownership of his cabin. This house was located directly across the river from Fort Dearborn. Hmm. After Kinsey killed Lalime, he buried him in the front yard of the cabin. As uh, one would do. As one would do. It's yeah. like basically like, I want your cabin. Yeah. Bam, bam. And then I'm just going to bury you in my front I'm yard. I'm going to show everybody that you don't mess with you me. Mess I bury with you me. in the front yard. Exactly. Not the backyard, the front, front yard. yard. So uh, supposedly, though, the bones didn't stay there, though. Um, they were later dug up and given to the Chicago Historical Society. And as we know, at one point, yeah. the Chicago Historical Society was located in the same place where Excalibur is today. Or, well, that building that had Excalibur at one point. Uh, some people familiar with the story believe that Lalime wants his bones returned to the grave on the property he claimed was his. But he's not going to get his wish because the Historical Society building burned to the ground <laughs> during the Great Chicago Fire, 1871, and everything was destroyed, including um, a lot of artifacts and the bones of John Lalime. Okay. So... There we go. So we mm. got a ghost story of a guy associated. It was right across the street from the fort. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Mondo? Uh, I've actually heard a similar account of Lalime oh. of him, unless it was a different guy and Kinsey killed that dude. No, no, too. no. I bet that this was well, the you same put, one. You put Lalime in the coconut. And shake it all up. <laughs> That's how you do that, right? Yeah. It's true. Yeah. We all got to start dancing for this. <laughs> but um, uh, I actually I had heard something similar in that he was at the Hard Scrabble Farm. Hard Scrabble Farm. Yes. Oh, wow. And that farm, the land, eventually. And this goes back to some other episodes. It sounds like, wait, it sounds like you're playing hardcore Scrabble with somebody at this some farm or something. But it's Hodge Scrabble. Oh, Hodge. Hodge Scrabble. Well, and Hodge Scrabble's like, that's like you're working hard. Yeah. Like, this is not the easy. You have to like, push these blocks and stuff to yeah. spell out words. And, that, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting because over there in what was hard scra- Scrabble, there are lots of giant blocks lying wow. in the river. <laughs> and they all have little letters on them, and you just have. <laughs> Some do, but that's called graffiti. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Hard Scrabble eventually became Bridgeport. Oh, really? Oh, Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And if you're wondering about other bad things that happened, like with Kinsey, do you remember the flood that took place? He caused uh, the flood? The river, where the Chicago River's... uh, it was right by the Kinsey Street Bridge. Wait, where, are we talking about the Great Flood? No, we oh, okay. had a flood that um, where the river started pouring oh, into yeah. the downtown buildings. Oh, yeah. I believe it happened right by Kinsey Bridge. Wow. That's oh. where the hole was. And I wonder. I'm fill. guessing that Kinsey. Damn that Kinsey. So from the grave, he, we're talking about the one in like the 90s or whatever that yeah. was. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the great. That was the that great was flood. The, yeah, yeah. Probably plugged up the hole with that guy's body. Right. But, yeah. I mean, but they took the bones. But yeah, yeah so maybe know. there were different bones. Remember, I said there was. That's why I cut stories. my That's lines in a wedge. <laughs> Doesn't plug up anything. Then, okay. So. Anyways, yeah. Um. So what are your what are your thoughts then on that then? Mm. Well, I know that uh, he does. It's 
historically documented that he did kill him. And that, um, well, I don't know if it's historically documented that he killed Lalime. Okay. It's historically documented that there was a Lalime and there was a Kinsey. I think we could probably be pretty sure that if he was in the historical society, like, all right, all right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You know, but there could be many things that haunt the Excalibur site and things like that. So I still think it's. Guys with big chains and yeah. unbuttoned shirts. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that's what haunts that place. Okay. Excalibur. They died of fever. Yeah. Saturday night fever. <laughs> Saturday night fever. Yep. So absolutely. I'm going six. Six. Nice. What? No. You went you went high on that one. <laughs> I'll go four. I'll give it four. a four. Four. Okay. Okay. All, All right. right. Well, my thoughts are again. Where is the hardcore evidence? Like these are stories, and these stories are great. Well, we stories. have bartenders talking about people. Uh, breaking up the glasses, going up and down the stairs, and like the, you know, we did get some reports of that when we were doing. Excalibur. But then, but then we have a hard time distinguishing: is that Excalibur or is that um, Fort Fort Dearborn? Which mm-hmm. we're debating Fort Dearborn right now, right? But it was a death that happened at Fort Dearborn, so. But we don't know if this is really the Lalime guy that's haunting so that. That's I what just, I'm saying. So, yeah. and if there is a haunting, I first was of all, I going to say, so you're, if there is, a uh, haunt, uh, just not sure what, I gotta change my number again. No, you're going zero again now. <laughs> so, yeah, so Lalime, I, there's no proof that that's him. So, there's no proof that this is any connection to Fort, Fort Dearborn, if there was a haunting to begin with. So, for this particular episode, I'm going to give it a zero. If we were doing the Lalime story, I might give it a two. Whoa. But zero for this one. Okay. Mm. All right. Uh, I'm going to give it a five. A five. Okay. Yeah, because I do think that there is definitely haunted stuff at Excalibur, that whole building. We've heard too many reports. Um, but it, uh, I think they're they're making a guess that it's this guy. Yeah, exactly. But this, this Kinsey's bad guy. Now I don't like the bridge anymore. Well, he gave gave alcohol to Native Americans. Yeah. That was not good. That was yeah. not good. I don't know if he's a bad guy, though. There's streets named after Kinsey. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't like him anymore. There's also a street named Kilpatrick. Yeah. It's not <laughs> I good. hate that street. Yeah, that wouldn't be a good That street, street is right awful. Don't, yeah. don't go on that street. All right, so what is your overall rating, Mondo? Hmm. You gave a couple of sixes and a four. That's right. So overall, how haunted do you think this place is, if at all? You know, the bus thing is, is big. It is. Big? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I believe that one. Okay. I, I So, got to come up with the number. He's, he's going to write he's it down. He's calculating things. Yeah. He's doing some he's math. Mathing it up. Writing some things down. Yeah. I'll give it a seven. A seven? You seven. Went, you went higher than any of the ratings that when you, you gave. When you add it all up. Any, okay. When all right. you add it all up. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I'm going to go zero. On all of it. Okay. Because when I add it all up, I gave one one uh-huh. and two zeros. Okay. So that averages out. It would be a half if I could or a, a third. But you've decided we can't do half. No, I've decided that. Okay. We can't do that. So it was it's interesting. I wasn't sure where to go with my score. Um, but Mondo here, uh, you, you, got me, you got me thinking when you add it all up, I think it's a seven. Seven. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. There's a lot. There's a lot. Okay. A lot that happened. Speaking of a lot, Mondo, have you been able to think of a song during this? I do. Oh, you do? Okay. All yes. right. Let's well, hear it. The whole thing with the Ford and Fort Dearborn massacre just reminds me if Gordon Lightfoot 
was an American, not from Quebec, which it kind of sort of was just yeah. around yeah, that time. Yeah, that's true. So and makes it right. This is this is fitting because you know he just passed. Yeah. So yeah. He would have written a song about it. Yeah. What do you think it, the song would have went? Well, it would have started something like this. Somehow you gotta take care when you take all the booze that you said you left there. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> nice. I like it. I mean, you know what happens next? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best song. <laughs> it just keeps like adding in your mind. <laughs> That's the one, you know, when you go to sleep at night. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Gordon haunts me. <laughs> so, Mondo, do you have anything going on that you want to talk about? Uh, actually, yeah, I have uh, what's I've. Recently, I'm starting a YouTube channel. And, yeah, I heard uh, about this. Yeah, Tell thanks. me about it. So I got like a 360 cam, and I just wanted to kind of document some different areas. Like I'm going to take my bike through like historic St. Charles and Batavia and things like that and stop at some key places and just give you a little history lesson. Maybe that. maybe even Fort Dearborn one day. I would. Yeah, yeah definitely. And um, that way, you know, basically it's it's... Kind of for people that like to ride stationary bikes. Yeah. I figure so you could follow along. Like a half hour ride yeah. from one point to another. And then at the end, if they choose, they could stay tuned and get a little history lesson. Well, that's a lesson. cool idea. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. And the riding music is all from me. What? Yeah. The oh, Gordon Lightfoot song? That's so cool. Mm you know, I should include those in there. You should, yeah, man. You should. Sneak them in between. Yeah, little pet facts or something in there. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, that's fun, though. Oh, that's yeah, great. Yeah, I love yeah. the idea, though. That's really cool. Very cool. So how can they find this, then? Um, So it's called uh, Outdoor Activities 360. Okay. That's my YouTube channel. There's so they could just look for that, then? Do a search on YouTube for that? Well, keep searching, because I have nothing uploaded yet. Yeah. Um, in the process of working on that and some music and putting it all but together. But as soon as you but, do, you're going to send it to us and we'll put it on Ghostly then, Oh, right? cool. Yeah. Follow up. Yeah. 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 And I will definitely include the Gordon Lightfoot. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. And you don't know when it's going to come either. So just all of a sudden it might. You'll be in watching yeah. this video, doing your biking, and then bam. You might just be riding your bike and then, yeah. <laughs> It'll just yeah. be in the background there. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I love wow. it. Wow. That brings us to the closing arguments. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time because we all know that Rebecca likes to cheat hey, at this. Hey, that's not true. And we're going to time each other on our cell phones. Uh, Mondo, why don't you go first? And Rebecca can time you. Okay. And, and you know, I was going to say, I was just thinking about it. I'm not sure if we have to say cell phone there. I think we could just say phone nowadays. Whoa. I think. Can we? Because one, I don't think there are. Too many landlines anymore. But number two, even if I had a landline, I couldn't time anything with it. Well, you don't know that. They, they could come out with new technology. This could be something new that on, only Ghostly has. Our landlines have timers on I them. did actually <laughs> see a very funny video. And I, I'm i guessing it was a joke, but it was like like a younger person. And they were like, has anyone ever thought about having a phone, like one phone in the house that the family what? could share? No. And then like all the Gen Xers were like, oh. Describing a landline, but again, I'm I'm assuming it was a joke. Uh, all right, who's going first? Mondo's going first, Mondo's and I'll and I'll first. time you. Are I'm you ready? sure? Are you are you okay going first? Uh, sure. Yeah. All right. 
Because, I mean... You're making him go first this whole time, so I'm just making sure. Well, because he's our guest. All right. I want to give him the op- opportunity to say these things first. Okay. Before I do. And you persuade him with your own... I've persuaded him to vote your way, actually. This I episode. know. That's what I'm so, saying. So, Mondo, you ready? Yep. All right. Here we go. Going. Okay. So, the first one, of course, was the drivers, which, you know, I had already kind of talked about, um, that they were possibly seeing things, but they really only saw them when they got close to there. And, you know, I believe that that makes a lot of sense. Why was it just in that area? Why wasn't it in other neighborhoods? You had the soldiers disappearing. Eh, I was kind of iffy about that one. Um, But there are a lot of soldiers over there, so I could see people seeing things like that. And then uh, the Kinsey story is definitely documented. And, you know, basically, I mean, you had some angry Indians in the first place. So everything would have started that way. Uh, There were, it was horrible what happened to those people. And like Rebecca mentioned, there were, plenty of Indians that died too. So it was definitely a bad place with a lot of bad activity. So it's haunted. All right. You had three seconds left. Do you want to give that three seconds to Rebecca then? I don't need it. I don't need it. You can do that now? No, you can't. That's that's a new thing. No, it's not. No, it's definitely not. She speaks a lot better than me. So I'll (laughs) probably just next time just say pass. And that way she could have the whole thing. Two minutes? No, no, no. no, no. I can... I you did either, good. You did good. I can agree or right. disagree. Rebecca, are you I'm, ready? I'm ready. All right. And go. Yeah. So, no. It, like, okay. First of all, I agree with Mondo. As far as there's a lot of stuff that happened there, no way it's not haunted. And then especially where the battle happened, yeah, it is weird that that's where the the one place, right, that the bus drivers would see these things. Um, and to me, it just seems like there was a lot of tragedy. I, I have also read... I didn't bring it up, but you know, I mean, the um, they see the soldiers um, at the site of the of the massacre or the the battle, um, and you know, some people will even claim to see Native Americans there too, because obviously some of them died. Um, so it's it's I don't know. To me, it would be hard to believe that a place that saw a lot of tragedy had a hard life, um, bones being dug up and moved um, for both the Kinsey guy the lime and then also you know the the soldiers it equals ghosts haunted yep. wow oh you snuck a word in there I you should have had three seconds i used <laughs> one of them there you go there um you go. all right so yeah i think i'm ready all right and go we're making a lot of assumptions here we're making an assumption that first of all that other bus drivers do not see things in other neighborhoods what if they do what if this is an on- ongoing thing that they un- understand is something that just happens to bus drivers late at night? We didn't look into that particular part of the evidence. We didn't look in to see if that happens to other ones. So we're making assumptions about that. I think we would hear about that. Uninterrupted time. Sorry. We're also, we're also making an assumption that Lalime was angry. Why would he want to go back in the ground where he was killed? Um, so we're making an assumption there. These are all based upon assumptions and only that. Therefore, you have to vote with me. You have to vote no. And we have to be done with this. We have to? And that's it. All right. You had time no left. Choice. You have no choice but to vote for me. Yeah. No, you have a choice. You get to choose who you want to vote for. It's okay. Either way. Yeah, yeah. Just go to uh, ghostlypodcast.com. But given polls. the evidence, you have no choice. So anyways, so I want to thank you so much for listening. Please share us with your friends and family as word of mouth is our best form of advertisement. 
remember to hit that subscribe button. And when we post um, about Mondo's YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. Absolutely. Send him some ghostly love. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He's given us all these tunes to listen to. Yes. Uh, so we have a bunch of um, what I would call our um, producers. Yes. They are our VIP Patreons. Yes. And um, we'd like to give them a shout out. So there's Emily. Alicia. Carrie. Becky. Kim. Ta. Ernie. Marisol. Shayla. Cindy. Kevin. Nicole. Darnay. Jessica. Sarah. Linda. Alice, Austin, Aaron, Hope, and Candy. Uh, so on the next Ghostly, we're going to be talking about the Terrence Inn. Uh, where's that at? Ter- Terrace Inn. Terrace Inn. In yeah. Petoskey, Michigan. Wow. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm going to definitely talk to my little brother because I know he lived there at yeah. one point. So we'll see. And that episode will come out on May 31st. So help us God. <laughs> please, please, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything go well. Um, so, Mondo, do you have anything else to add before we sign off here? Uh, thanks for having me. Show's awesome. And, you know, love being here. I hope everybody likes the episode. Well, then, until next time, stay ghostly. Bye. <laughs>